You know, I wish I could change places with you. Yeah, well, I wish I could too. Chris? I don't fucking believe it. Lord, I wish I was 18. Greetings, Starfighters. Oh my God, John. I can't believe it. What's happened to me? Wait, hold on a second. Why is it so dark in this room all of a sudden? Wait, when did I get to Dan's house? (laughs) This is, oh my God. Oh my God, where's all my hair? Where's all my hair? Where's all my hair? My luscious head of hair! Hey everyone, it's our body swap episode (laughs) of Ruined Childhoods. Just kidding, it's me, John. Yeah, hey, it's Dan. Yeah, no, we did not... uh, um, We didn't body swap. We did not body swap, or we did not, you know, touch a magical object at the same time, nor drink a potion, nor make a wish. Or just simply say something. (laughs) Or just simply say something, and... Yeah. Yeah. No. I wish I was Dan, I... I'm so excited that we're finally talking about body swap movies and we are specifically talking about the ones from the 80s the the big like five I'd say there's some like extras sprinkled in there that don't necessarily qualify and I would say let's put it out there right off the bat I think big is going to get its own episode. Sure. I yeah. Think, let's because let's just put it out there because we know we know what we're gonna hear is well, what about big and first of all yeah same person first of all yeah it's kind of there's not and I know like we're already kind of a little fast and loose with the the term body swap with these movies but sure but, but big is a different concept it's it's him older. Basically, um, right. but I also think because Big was also, I'm pretty sure, the only Academy Award nominee of the uh, right of yeah. the genre. Um, but so I, I feel like Big definitely merits its own episode, and also like yeah. some of these movies are were more fringe than others. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Uh, so the ones that we're going to be talking about are All of Me, Like Father, Like Son, 18 Again, 
Vice Versa and Dream a Little Dream. I went in chronological order, though 18 again and Vice Versa were both 1988. So I don't know which came out before the other. But uh, I I feel like this this was definitely talked about as being like a a resurgence of this genre. It's kind of been done a bunch of times uh, before this, uh, more notably like Freaky Friday yeah. in the 60s. Um, but it's, you know, just different tellings of like, the Prince and the Pauper or the Prisoner of Zenda. So it's, but like, as we all know, the eighties brings its own personality to things that definitely rings true with some of these movies. Okay. Um, I wanted to check in. So vice versa was released March 11th, 1988. 18 again was released April 8th, 1988. Wow. Yes. Interesting. And yeah, like father, like son was in, I want to say October 87. I have it written. It was late 87. Well, I, it must've been October. So I, I should, uh, I should share, of course, this is going to come up, so why not? Uh, like Father, Like Son, I know it I know it was fall of 87 because that was the movie that my little, my like, you know, three friends and I and mom went to go see for my 10th birthday. And um, oh. yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure I, because it was at the, at, wow. at the Blue Star Cinema in Wachung, New Jersey, the, okay. not, no longer okay. in Wachung. No longer anywhere, <laughs> but gotcha. Um, I was gonna say, where is it? Where'd it go? Yeah, no. It, it, Did it swap with another movie theater? It body swapped with the Rialto, and they both shut down. I don't yeah. know. Um. So yeah. So that's so like Father Like Son was eighty seven, and then Dream a Little Dream was March third, nineteen eighty nine. March third. So okay. so uh, we're gonna talk about these five. Uh, just giving a very brief synopsis of each uh, just so that we have a baseline going into this for anybody who hasn't seen all of these, because there are some that maybe slipped off your radar. Uh, definitely like vice versa and like father, like son, were probably playing on cable nonstop. Those are the uh, bigger ones. The 90s. Yeah. Oh, and all of yeah. me and all of me, sorry. All of me was like 1984. All of me was one that I didn't, I, you know, I don't remember having seen it, in the 80s or 90s. I watched it a few years ago, and then, of course, just the other day. And uh, I'll start off with that one because it was the, first, the first one, one. in this mm-hmm. series that we're going to talk about. So uh, it stars Lily Tomlin and Steve Martin. It was directed by Carl Reiner. A wealthy woman with a terminal illness has a plan to transfer her own soul at death to the body of her stableman's daughter, to whom she has bequeathed her entire estate. But when the chalice containing her soul falls and hits her lawyer, her soul is trapped inside half of his body. So this is definitely uh, capitalizing on Steve Martin's very physical comedy, his ability to make his body move in weird, funny ways and have different affectations. His tone. Yeah. yeah. It's changing his tone, changing his behavior, just kind of like on a dime. His spastic energy just really plays to this. And, you know, having worked with Carl Reiner on the jerk, you know, it's like they, and they've got this groove. Yeah. Whoa. And then, and then some, I mean, dead men don't wear plaid man with two brains. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, 
And then oh, let's this see, one comes out. This after... is also an outlier, as in it comes in. It comes out September, September twenty first, nineteen eighty four. Okay, October adjacent. Yes. Yeah. So oh, actually, that's uh, just within. Got... Sorry, because like Father Like Son was October second, nineteen eighty seven. Ah, not such an outlier. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> so then we've got uh, like Father Like Son, which stars Kirk Cameron. Coming off of, you know, his sitcom stardom and uh, and Dudley Moore. And uh, Like Father Like Son is about a career-minded widower and his son who switch bodies when they are when they accidentally or when the father accidentally drinks a brain transference serum and lock and they lock eyes with one another. And uh Sean Astin is also in uh, in this movie. Uh, following in his father's footsteps, who was in the original Freaky Friday. That's right. Yes. Not as a, a body swap character, but as a side character. Right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, vice versa. Uh, sorry. Like father, like son is, uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing to watch. It's unfortunate that Kirk Cameron has, uh, kind of gone off the rails in the way that he has. And of course, a huge pour one out to Dudley Moore. Yeah. Yeah. And in such a great role. Like he really nailed the like the father and the son inside the father's body. Well characteristics. So, um what I what I read uh of course on IMDB trivia where else uh was <laughs> that he had said, like, I guess when he was doing interviews, when he was doing press for it, he said the, the idea of swapping bodies appealed to me and it was a good excuse to be a kid again. Although I don't need an excuse. It was just a fun story. I had been 16 years old once and I don't pretend to be a professional adult. I really didn't play a 16 year old. I think that would have been mildly boring. So instead of going for accuracy we went for the fun of the situation i was playing an attitude not an age and i have to say i that explanation kind of satisfied some of my questions about his performance gotcha okay yeah i i think that he's really strong in this it's a lot of fun it's it's cringy to watch uh kirk cameron uh, be you know the the older person inside of his body type of thing it it doesn't really feel as good, but I mean, I mean, this is an early acting role of his. Although it's not like he had a huge he had done acting sit- career outside sitcoms, of uh, so he was pains. doing he was doing sitcom acting. Yeah, yeah, yes. So then there's vice versa, which uh, is about a career minded divorced dad. Uh, who has to watch his son for a weekend, but when they each wish to switch bodies while holding an ancient Buddhist skull, their wishes come true. And uh, what's that? You know what I found ironic was uh, in watching the Judge Reinhold's performance at the beginning of the film when he's Marshall right. so Seymour. so this is Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage. Right, so his performance reminded me a lot, uh, and the character reminded me a lot of the Tim Allen role in the Santa Claus where he's a very career minded divorced and, and judge Reinhold plays like the, the ex-wife's new husband in, in the Santa Claus movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. You know, I guess I didn't consider 
the Santa Claus to be a body swap no. movie because no. he's okay, yeah, because he just turns into no, but the, just from the character yeah. alone, it was like really, it was interesting. Cause I'm watching it and I'm like, there's other characters. I'm like, of course, there's other characters in this, you know, that have filled this archetype, right. but. I was like, this really reminds me of who? And I was like, oh, Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. And then I was like, why is Judge Reinhold, you know, so on and so forth. So anyway. Yeah. Right. So uh, then we've got, what do we have? 18 Did you even finish your synopsis for Vice Versa? Or did I totally throw you? Oh, yeah, I did. Perfect. No, I did. So 18 again, which is also 1988. At his 81st birthday party, a wealthy man's birthday wish is to be 18 again, causing him to wake up the next morning in his grandson's body. There's a, a car crash involved, and uh, I don't and know. And he is, he is, George Burns' character is 81. So 18, right. 81, hello? Swapping numbers and bodies. Yeah, so... The body of George Burns is like in a coma, so we have to assume that the soul of the uh, the grandson is in that coma. And uh, yeah, it's it's just you know because it's like all right, well George Burns doesn't probably have the stamina right. at ninety years his, old his, to his, <laughs> carry a whole movie. His role is about I don't know ninety one. His actual age ninety one percent voiceover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's true. Yeah. And I'm sorry, who plays the grandson? So that is Charlie Schlatter, who Charlie Schlatter. Who's Charlie? Sh- Charlie Schlatter, who was the second Steve Gutenberg replacement in the Police Academy series. He's the he's right. that part in Police Academy Seven: Mission to Moscow. He is also right. he also plays. I was gonna say Ferris Bueller in the Ferris Bueller TV series. Correct, correct, and he also was the lead in a film that I remember really liking, directed by Chris Columbus, called Heartbreak Hotel, where his mother, who's played by Tuesday Weld, is she's just not like sad and she's just obsessed with Elvis and loves Elvis. So Charlie Schlatter and his friends kidnap Elvis and they're like, we're going to bring like where Elvis is going to hang out with my mom for the weekend. So, and like, yeah, um, I remember, I I haven't seen it in, in ages, but I remember really liking it. You know, I, I think that Charlie Schlatter was great in 18 again. Yes. Uh, I agree. And, uh, you know, he definitely was able to pull off the, like, you know, kind of the person from another time, an old soul, if you will. Uh, and you know, very George Burnsy and he did it in a really nice way. And, uh, it was a little odd when he started to really dress like an old man as a 18 year old. And, um, well, but that's, but that is one of the, uh, one of the tropes, if you will, of it's on the body swap checklist. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, well then we've got, uh, a, a, a really interesting one in 1989, dream a little dream. Uh, this one stars Corey Feldman, Jason Robards. Uh, then we've got Corey Haim. Uh, we have Meredith Salinger and we have Piper Laurie. And uh, this is about an it's an elderly man believes that using the power of meditation, he and his wife are able to cross over into the dream realm and essentially live forever. 
but as they perform their meditation, two teenagers collide on their property, causing their souls, the of the, you know, Jason Robards and Piper Laurie, to get lost inside the teens' bodies. It's definitely a much headier one. Yeah. Because then Corey Feldman's uh like soul is just living inside of the dream realm. And Meredith Salinger is just like kind of not aware of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And the reason that they give for that is because Piper Laurie's character isn't as into the idea of doing it. Right. So she's not fully invested. Right. I so I watched that I watched that on uh my flight. I was just on a on a trip back east to oh, the yeah. New York metropolitan area and it was wonderful. Um and Dream a Little Dream was my plane movie for the ride home and it was uh, I hadn't seen it in years and I remember it being weird and I remember like not really getting it as a kid. I got it much well, better this time around. <laughs> yeah, it's also cut in a really interesting way. There's, uh, you know, especially the beginning, it definitely has a, a different pace to it than a lot of other it's movies very sur- where it kind of goes, but just... It's very yeah. surreal. It's trying to do something experimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually, like, out of out of the group, I, I think I came away kind of having the most respect, I guess, for Dream a Little Dream. I, I really like Corey Feldman's performance in it um of course i like i looked at i i couldn't check imdb while i was on the plane so um but i was looking of course at the trivia and of course it talked about how um deep and poor went out by the way for for Corey haim um i mean poor went out for you know jason robards of course but like really poor went out for Corey haim because these guys were just you know able to run rampant and get really into some bad stuff and but and you can you can see it in their performances which is kind of a shame because i think Corey feldman has some great like this is a great this is possibly my favorite performance of his i don't well i don't know i feel like maybe stand by me your goonies I think that if we're talking about this era of Corey Feldman, where he's kind of gone off into his Michael Jackson phase. Right. Oh, well, yeah, unfold. Then, that's, that's, that is, uh, <laughs> we'll come back to that in a moment, you were saying. Okay. So, um, yeah, and, and actually just speaking of that, I feel like I was a little distracted. I wish that maybe, and I don't remember who directed Dream Little Dream, but I wish that they had maybe uh Dialed in Corey Feldman to be a little less of what Corey Feldman looks and feels like in his real life. Yeah. Because that he just comes across as being Corey Feldman. Like you don't really get lost in his character of Bobby or whatever his name was. And uh, there are moments. There are moments. Um, I, I didn't dislike it. No, 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 no. But I just want to hold on because I, I, because like, because I was like, oh God, I wish he was right. Like you said, like directed more. Um, Mark Rocco. Mark Rocco. He is who uh, is he related to Alex Rocco who plays Corey Feldman's dad and Victoria Jackson plays his mom. What? Um, Victoria Jackson plays the mom, which is definitely, you know who I wish had directed Um, this is, who do you wish had directed Joel this? Schumacher. 
I was thinking that like a very similar thing for this because it was definitely like leaning into Joel Schumacher territory. I mean, it's like, and then you would have gotten, uh, you know, it would have definitely been like Kiefer Sutherland and you know, the rest <laughs> well, of Kiefer the, Sutherland would have been the Joel uh, Schumacher would, players would have been Joel. Beth Grant yeah. would be the mom. Yes, fine. But like, I think I feel like Joel Schumacher and, you know, even there's even some tribute paid to Lost Boys. There's a Lost Boys poster in Bobby's room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I actually it was funny because I know I know you love when they when there's references to recent movies to recently released movies. Um, Oh, yeah. He's also got Richard Marks poster rock on. Oh, so, yes, he so does. I, I yes. was saying that, not, no pun intended, because Michael Damien's rock on cover is oh it, yeah it, throughout the movie. Actually, it's it's something I really like. Um, there's some crazy like like oh, there's a lo- there's a Lost Boys vibe to it because you've got like Dumas, who's he's not just like a bully, but he's like this. Right. I don't know, like fucking crazy. He's like borderline warriors, like pre warriors. Yeah, he's uh, I forget the actor who plays him, but he was in Teen Wolf. He was kind of the like timid friend. Um, oh, really? He was good. Yeah, he was good. I liked him a lot. Yeah, and I, I there was this kind of dynamic of like of parents, and it's interesting to to me that it comes out in the same year as Heather's because. It uh-huh. almost it doesn't quite have the Heather's vibe like Heather's is definitely sharper, cleaner, has more like it's solid. Dream a little dream is very surreal. It's got these like Jason Robards, who's amazing. Yeah. And like him, he and Piper Laurie and like they and what I what I really appreciated was, you know, like it made them this movie views them as sexy and this movie right. takes this yeah. older couple and is like, this is a, this is a sexy, like kinky older couple. And like, they're really, they're like, he's really into this metaphysical shit and he's always quoting authors and everything. And like, he's yeah. really smart and clearly he knows what he's doing. Oh, and my God, did we not mention Harry Dean Stanton? We did not mention Harry Dean Stanton, which who plays uh, Jason Robards, but best friend. Yeah. His BFF, his best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's great. Yeah, he's and like he's got some nice scenes with he's got that nice scene with Corey Feldman where yeah. where he's Jason Robards explaining what's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting to kind of go through these movies and see the way that the like outside characters who find out about it, how they react because I know that if I was a side character in one of these movies, I would never be able to just get over the fact that this is happening in real life because it's so crazy. I mean, with the exception of, is, this, is it Trigger, Sean Astin's character right. in like Father Like yeah. Son, who, you know, provided the brain transference serum and they watched it work on the dog and the cat and all that kind of stuff. You always have to have uh, the best friend. And that's that the sidekick. Oh yeah, and that's on the body swap checklist. Yeah, and also on eighteen again, you you have uh, Polly Shore. Right, I know. A very young Polly Shore, but pre Weasel Polly Shore. Right, right on the on the cusp, uh, was Polly Shore, 
And yeah, yeah, 18 again. Oh, and you know who else? Jennifer Runyon, who was people might best know as like Scott Bayo's love interest on Charles in Charge for oh, bulk yeah. of the series, I would say. Um, Gwendolyn Pierce? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> did, did you just pull that out? <laughs> I did. That name was like locked somewhere in my brain, and you just unlocked I it. I knew Gwen. I Gwendolyn was, it was Pierce. funny because I, I was promise thinking. you her name is Gwendolyn Pierce. I was thinking, I was like, Gwendolyn. And by the way, anyone who <laughs> is not familiar with Charles in Charge might also remember her as the young co ed that Peter Vankman is testing for psychic powers right. slash hitting on in uh in ghostbusters so yeah i'm i'm checking this right now so i will get right back Dan, to you i'm this. telling you you don't have to i check know it. i don't i just i need i need <laughs> gwendolyn pierce yep there it is no i that's wow bravo bravo <laughs> oh you know what we can just press stop right now um but uh, there, there's something, there's one movie in this that there isn't the best friend. Well, in uh, All of Me, you have two best friends. There's man's best friend, well, the, dog, the dog, Bix. Right. And then there's also his buddy, uh, whose name is slipping my mind, who is uh, the saxophone player. Yeah. Um, the blind guy. Yeah, yeah. that is uh, uh, J- uh, Tyrone. Tyrone, uh, played by Tyrone. Jason Bernard. But we don't have that and vice versa. We don't have the friend who finds out what's going on. Right, right. That's right. Yeah, no one finds out in vice versa. You have you have Corinne Borer as... The wonderful of Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, Corinne Borer, <laughs> and other things, Veronica yes. Mars. You know. Yes, she's a, a rune childhood. Corinne favorite. Borer is fantastic as... Uh, as Judge Reinhold's love interest in uh in Vice Versa. Who is, she's she's great. I love her. They are this. both she's perfect in They this. are both executives at the same department yeah. store. A department store, by the way, that yeah. seems to specialize in firearms and weapons that are just left the crossbow. That there's a crossbow out with arrows just sitting next yeah. to it. And you know, any child or man man child could uh yeah fire an arrow uh, but what but it's also a uh, oh the electronics department also has spy equipment which is fun. oh right yeah 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 and then of course there's the music department the not like cds and tapes and stuff but a uh like live instruments and stuff like that where people can Day go and art. play the same riff for like <laughs> three minutes straight <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that that it's just they're playing the same like that is just on loop it was on for like three it was minutes. demo mode yeah yeah <laughs> it was demo mode yeah um but but what vice versa and like father like son both have is a scene at a heavy metal concert yes and I I tried to see if, you know, you could play them both at the same time and if those scenes would line up. Unfortunately, they don't. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, yeah. Does 18 again, not, doesn't 18 again have a, a scene where they like, they go to a club or am I, I'm. They go to a club, I think, but not like a heavy metal situation. No, right. 
Um, they go to a club and there's like, I want to say like pretty aggressive people there and stuff, but yeah, I don't have, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of notes from 18 again. Um, yeah, they go to a club and the, um, Gwendolyn Pierce's boyfriend is there. Oh, right. And, uh, well, you, you gotta have, you gotta have a bully and bonus points if that bully is the jealous boyfriend slash girlfriend of the crush. Joel in right. Dream a Little so, Dream. So in Dream a Little Dream, you have Joel, who's the boyfriend of the crush, but then you have the bully who's Dumas. blanking on but his Joel, name. But Dumas. Joel's also like... Uh, jo- he is... J- Unhinged. Like Joel, Joel has his moments, but and that's why I like is like none of these. Like there's some dimension to Joel. Like Joel drinks, and like Elaney's mother, Elaney's mother is oh my god, um, yeah, like terrible. There's a lot. Like they really uh, dream a little dream. Really kind of works the you know kind of like disconnect the parental disconnect generation gap mm-hmm. trope. That yeah. you see in these, which is definitely, I mean, like, like it really drives like father, like son, but dream a little dream. You yeah. see it with like a lot of the characters tr- uh, trigger. Wait, hold on. With Digger. One of them is Digger. trigger is vice versa. No, like father, like son. Okay. And then, oh, dream a little dream is wait. dinger, 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 dinger. Yeah. Um, like, and, and the whole thing Jeez. is like Corey Haim broke his leg. And they were like, oh, we got to write this into the script, which I really I think it's a nice touch. And also just like the idea that his mom, like, I think ran over his leg, like broke his leg, like with the car. Yeah. It just kind of added to it. It added that like, all right, this is really making a, a comment similarly to Heather's about this generation of of teens. Yeah. Yeah. These teens who kind of barely have parents yeah well like <laughs> just barely around like bobby says oh my parents hate me my parents don't yeah. under like they don't understand uh dingers we really don't know much more about other than that his mom right over his leg um yeah in all of me we don't have a jealous uh bully um the conflict there's yeah. conflict in his his career and his boss who's been like cheating on his wife and all that stuff. That's where the, the, there's no like personal, the stakes are with his career and yeah. So that's why it's like, yeah. Like when she's in him and like has to actually do his job and, you know, could cost him his career. So there's, yeah, there's high stakes there and high stakes in her, her soul being in the right place. And then we discover all of me kind of, I felt like all of me went on a bit too long and it peaked early. And, um, yeah, yeah, the whole thing with Victoria Tennant's character who was like, just trying to scam. Right. Uh, It's, it's a little all over this place. I don't think it's, it doesn't quite a great movie, but it's a lot of fun. It doesn't quite it, in terms of like it, it, it kind of predates the cycle, the, the 87, 88, right. because also to acknowledge big came out in 88. Right. right. So 
And also, dream, dream a little dream of all these was the only one to inspire uh, direct to like DVD sequels. <laughs> yeah. So I believe in that one, there was like a pair of sunglasses that they put on and like become the other person. I don't really know too much in about dream it. a little dream too from it's something from 1985 like uh yes two pairs of magic sunglasses 1985 1995 sorry 1995. february uh two pairs of magic <laughs> sunglasses caused problems for two pals from cleveland living in hollywood okay so that explains where dream a little dream took place cleveland <laughs> i guess yeah, yeah, because it's Corey Feldman and Corey Hamer, the two guys, and yeah, so I did not see that. No, I remember reading something about it at one point, but Dan, on that note, I want to bring us into a bit of a game. Ooh, what's your game? I have and a game too. What? Let's play your game first. Okay, my game is where I tell you the mechanism by which... Uh, people switch lives in a movie and you have to tell me what the movie is and you get one lifeline, which is you get the tagline of the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. What, why, what's your game? My game, it's less of a game. It's more of a, it's let's grade the trade. It's kind of, it's giving oh. each of these performances a grade based on, um, you know, kind of how well they portrayed the person in them and and to actually to set it at a at a standard one of the movies that we did not do because it doesn't really fit into this cluster is face off and okay. if face off we know is technically a face swap movie but it really is like it's also a 90s movie so we wouldn't talk true. about it in this Ex episode exactly anyway. exactly so um but face off i i think um, Nicolas Cage, especially they, they both do a good job, but Nicolas Cage, especially does an yeah. excellent job of capturing John Travolta's mannerisms and, and affectations. And I yeah, think John Travolta can't keep up with what Nicolas Cage is trying to try. Never. To do. But, and, but yeah. so like, that's kind of, so I was looking at it from that context of like, how well are they? Are they capturing the idea of like um, being, you know, an 81 year old man in the body of an 18, like all of a sudden with an 18 year old body? That's like, yeah, all right, well, let's taller. do yours first and then we'll do and then we'll do mine. Oh, OK. Um, right. OK, so where do you want to start? Well, let's I and what's the grading level? Well, the great I mean, the, the grading level is like, I mean. It's A to F. I don't know that we. I guess that I don't works think we have any. These are, these are mostly high school and college, you know, students. Well, I guess uh, junior high. It ranges. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Steve Martin is, I think, the only right. working with adults there. But also, and there's also, there's an NA. There, there's an NA. The script does not require gotcha. Lily Tomlin. For example, correct. So, uh, and I, I'll tell you right now, she gets an incomplete. Yeah, yeah. George Burns, <laughs> Jason Robards, and Lily Tomlin. I gave them all the NAs. They don't that that assignment won't count against them because it was not required of them. That is true. That is true. All right. So, uh, 
Should we start with all of me since that was the first one? Absolutely, yes. Uh, I would give Steve Martin, and this is a tricky one because when we see Lily Tomlin, uh, her character, she's bedridden. We don't see her moving about. Uh, Mm. What we see Steve Martin do is an over overly feminized half of his body because half of his body is being controlled by her. So uh, I don't know. I'd give it a B minus because I feel like it's a little over the top. Not that it hurts the movie because that's the kind of movie that it is. But I, I feel like, I don't know. It didn't have to be as flowery and fluffy. Mm. Okay. Um, I gave Steve Martin a B plus because what I felt he did capture was the attitude, which even though she was bedridden, Lily Tomlin, there was still that there was that sass, that attitude, that condescension. And I think he physicalized a lot of that. So I'm giving him a little bit more credit. But like, I also still think that. At times it was like, okay, that's a Steve Martin thing that he's doing. Gotcha. Yeah. Granted, like Lily Tomlin could could do anything, so it's not hard to imagine Lily Tomlin doing that physicality. But yeah, it, it, so I'm going I'm going B plus on on Steve Martin for all of me. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, is eighteen? Again I believe next? like father like son. Oh no no like father like son is yeah. next. Okay, so let's see. I would give, uh, I'd give Dudley Moore an A, and I would give Kirk Cameron a C. I, I, I we've already discussed the reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dudley Moore really has a youthful spirit. Uh, you know, the the small details, which you know, the the bubble gum and and just the way that he gets really jazzed about stuff, I feel like works for the character, but it's not too over the top. It's very it's very much within the I don't know, the world of the movie. Uh Kirk Cameron, it just felt to me like Kirk Cameron, you know, doing his best. And uh I don't know. It it just didn't work for me. I didn't feel like it was an older person. I just felt like it was a dorkier teen. Okay. All right. Um, so for Dudley Moore, I gave Dudley Moore a B. And okay. yeah, it was actually, it was originally a B minus. Uh, and then I read that quote that I shared earlier And that kind of put things in perspective. And I was like, okay, all right. So he wasn't exactly going for the accuracy, but that's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm watching this for. Like, I want to see more of the, like, when do we see, do we see Kirk Cameron's character chewing gum, like before the swap? And by the way, points, Uh, points to like father, like son for having a legit uh, body swap in the in the True. in its truest sense, and we have the sense of mysticism, and um, we've got the crush with the with the bullying boyfriend who looks like uh, he's a super senior. Um, yeah. So 
very thick neck on that. Guy. So I gave Dudley Moore a B because I felt like he was more playing, like he said, an attitude, not an age. And I felt like he was more doing Dudley Moore doing a teenager. And you know what? It's fine. It, it's entertaining. And I enjoyed it. But it that it gets a B just for that lack of accuracy. And uh-huh. like father, like son, I gave Kirk Cameron a B as well. Uh, because okay. I felt that I, it, it, when I'm watching these movies now, you know, that I've seen before, I'm thinking to myself, can I see if I imagine Dudley Moore's character walking the way he's walking? Can I, is that the way he walks? I was like, yes. When they show him earlier on in, in the movie, like when he's before the switch and you see him walking in the hallways of the hospital, he's very officious. He's very, uh, you know, direct. And so then to see, but he's, you know, also pretty tight ass. And I think Kirk Cameron plays that up a little too much. He does a little, he's doing too much Uh of the like, you know, tight ass walk routine. But right. I thought that there were a lot of things that he did that were, uh, were, were somewhat true to Dudley Moore's performance as, as Jack. Okay. So that's where I, that's where I landed for uh, like father like sons. So a uh, couple of B's. Vice versa. Yeah. I'm going to give them both A's. And I I feel like Fred Savage does a really great job uh capturing the spirit of the way that Judge Reinhold is in the beginning of Vice Versa. I'd say the end, but as we know, you they learn something from each other. That's another thing on the checklist for all these. They they always learn something from each other, so and become better. They learn empathy. So they learn empathy. I mean, they they learn become a more. more understanding people. Yeah. So, yeah, vice versa. I give them both A's. Uh, Fred Savage is enjoyable uh, in in capturing the spirit of Judge Reinhold. He, uh, you know, there's a lot of the same things, and of course, these are all like scripted things, like him asking for Grey Poupon at the school cafeteria. Well, and that was just like, that That joke was, that was over back then. The whole, like, even when they did Wayne's World, the promotion for Wayne's World, the Wayne's World movie, was like mm-hmm. Wayne's World doing the Grey Poupon thing. And it had been around that long. Yeah. Still funny. So. Still, yeah, it's great. Um, And I feel like Judge Reinhold... Like he really was an eleven-year-old kid. The interactions with Mo the Frog, uh, the way that he is at the Malice concert, the the band that they're going to go see, uh, it's it was so much fun. He does all the things that I feel like a an eleven-year-old who all of a sudden has a grown-up body would do. Oh, Dan is on your checklist a scene where the now the kid who's in the grown-up's body looks at credit cards <laughs> wait hold on hold on hold on let me see what do i have um i mean I, i'll read you my checklist um okay okay so no but i need to add that okay so you have to have you have, well that's a very specific one to like you know teenage well, kids or do i have like um like taking advantage of of the benefits. I don't know. No, I have yeah. like the intriguing opening um involvement of an ancient culture, mysticism, oh, yeah. intimate oh. intimate contact. Uh, yeah. Um mm-hmm. 
you have to have a sidekick uh, sometimes, too. Because, like, in 18, again, you also had uh, Red Red Buttons, who yes, was... that's true. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, George Burns' best friend. You had to have that kind of neglectful or distant parent, which Tony Roberts did in 18, again. And, you know, yep. it was Dudley Moore, Judge Reinhold. Um, he was very good, too. We talked about Dream a Little Dream. Again. Yeah. Oh, Tony Roberts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really like Tony Roberts in that. Um, yeah. You needed to have, there needed to be some signs of, of a generation gap. You needed to have this sign of like, oh, oh, this isn't how we did things. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and uh, you had to have a crush. You had to have a bully. Bonus points if the bully is the jealous significant other of the crush. Uh, athletic competition. Bonus points if it's track. And bonus points if the romantic rival and bully is also the athletic rival. Uh-huh. Uh Bonus points. You had to have that first day at work, first day at school, like, oh boy, how weird is it? The attempt to call out sick on both sides, uh, the anachronistic yeah. style, the, you know, all of a sudden Charlie Schlatter's wearing bow ties uh, to, the, to yeah. the frat house. And 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 they don't all fit all of these, but uh, leaving uh, the, the attempt to leave money or property to a hussy. <laughs> A oh, quote unquote okay. hussy because, well, because it happened in more than one of them. So yeah, no, 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 no. So, uh, what grades did you give to the cast of vice versa? Uh, so very close. I gave judge Reinhold an A minus. Uh, okay. I, I docked him a little bit just for, uh, at times kind of doing the whole, I'm going to do, I think the surfer dude voice was Uh a little i was like i would have liked that reined in because fred savage doesn't like you're not doing sean penn in fast times ridgemont high do judge reinhold in fast times at ridgemont high no um uh so i thought so i gave judge reinhold but i thought like otherwise i thought he was really consistent and i i thought there were real moments and this is also in the script as well so but I thought there were real moments right. of that were really genuine uh, between them. And Fred Savage, he understood the assignment. He gets an A. Yes, he, he did. He gets well. He gets an A. I think he gets. I think he gets a very firm A, especially considering, like you know, he's so young when he's doing this. I. Uh, you know, he's not a seasoned actor. No. He and he just gives it well, his all. I mean, this he's is fantastic. He's been doing Wonder Years. I think this is what his third or fourth sure. movie cuz he's in The Boy You The Boy Who Could Fly and he's in Princess Bride. Yeah. I don't remember where this falls. This is this pre is, The Wizard. This is pre-Wizard, but and he's also he's been doing Wonder Years anyway. Um Right. So, so Fred Savage, but yeah, yeah Fred Savage's performance is consistent. It is. I do want to mention one other thing about Judge Reinhold. Yeah. I and the way that he does the, um, you know, when he's pretending to be the like Calhoun High School Patrol, oh, right, <laughs> and like busting the kid, the bullies in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And then that character Calhoun comes back again. Right. Yeah. I love they bring back Calhoun. <laughs> Calhoun. I love that. That's so it's funny. Ma- it's I magnificent. Just... No, I, vice versa. And you know what? It's funny because I was reading that Judge Reinhold feels like vice versa kind of tanked his career because I guess it didn't do. I mean, I saw it at the Westfield Rialto 
And I, I mean, I loved it. Of course, I was the demographic. Uh-huh. I was like 11. <laughs> it was like 10, 10 and a half. Right. Um, anyway. No, it's perfect. Yeah. So he's really good in it and he's really appealing and really uh, charming as Charlie. And right. Char- I think the movie makes some bold choices, some choices that definitely would not, not be made today. In addition to the, you know, readily available firearms, um, of course, would be yeah. the. There's also in all of these. There's so much, you know, you know. In some cases, very racist. Uh, more so in I think some of the 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 '90s body swap movies. But you know, there's some language that uh, comes across as being very racially insensitive or, in a lot of these, or or, you know, or otherwise, because there's f bombs, and I'm not talking right. about fuck. Um, in like Dream a Little Dream, quite a few. Uh huh. And also, Dan, I'm surprised on your list there isn't the uh, the younger character giving the middle finger. Oh no, but I uh, the older character in the younger person's body because the the Fred Savage vice versa middle oh, finger is iconic. It's classic. It's classic. Yeah. So um, with with just a little too much knuckle. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. It's uh, the Breakfast Club style. Yeah, it totally finger. is nice. Yeah, I'm adding it to the list. It is a work in progress. It is an evolving document. And oh, um, we need to we need to grade our our body swaps in Dream a Little Dream. Which Dream a Little Dream, I give a I give a D plus to Corey Feldman. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jason Robards would not be dancing like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I think that that's the best way I can really put it. There's too much Corey Feldman in the character of Bobby post transformation, uh, to, to really be any good. Cause you know, all the rest of it's all just the script, you know, the, the way that he is kind of head in the clouds a little bit and uh, you know he's a dreamer yeah very forceful in uh trying to get um Janie to kind of see to kind of see that part of herself that's in her in her mind mm-hmm. i don't know so Janie or Lainey? Know, how about you oh sorry laney laney diamond um, so yeah, Jason Robards gets a pass for this one. Um, I gave Corey Feldman a B. I, I, oh. I really, there's, uh, he has this speech, um, oh, where, where is it? It's, it, I just have like, um, oh, it's, it's like, it's after, all right. So man, dream a little dream and make some ballsy choices because Lainey's mother drugs her. And in, that is enlists true. her boyfriend, Ron, to, like, give her a glass of wine that's drugged. Yeah. And. Uh, it's pretty messed Yeah, up. Corey Feldman's got a really nice monologue in in there. Um, and I think he and Meredith Salinger have a really, like, sweet chemistry there. Yeah. Um, so I. I don't know. I guess I I gave him a B. I don't know. Um, 
I thought he was. Oh yeah, there's like gu- the gun violence in this because Joel Joel has a gun. So like, right. dream, dream a little dream. I give Dream a little dream a lot of credit for not being as cutesy and being more indie. I do agree. It kind of needed a more solid hand to uh, to hone it in. Uh, and mm-hmm. that, yeah, there. Oh yeah, there's some rapey stuff in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's so that's my uh so so those are the grades. Hey, um if you agree, disagree, you want to share your grades. Yeah, tell us your your grades. That's ruined childhoods pod at gmail.com. Let us yeah, know. For sure. So John, um let's let's play your game. Sure. First, let me just check my sound effects to uh oh, yes. to see if I know if I can remember which ones do what. Okay, I think those will be our two. All right, so Dan, I have 22 films listed that range from the 60s to 2020, and I am going to name for you the the device by which the characters swap bodies. If you need a lifeline, I can give you the tagline. Uh, if you need a, another one, I can also give you the year, but... Maybe we'll try to keep it to tagline. I, I'm, I'm confident that you will be good at this. Okay. Okay. All right. And I know there's going to be ones in here that you may not be certain if they are, if they qualify. But uh, so loose. So I should be thinking of the well, concept. Yeah, you know, loosely. maybe we will see. Okay. All right. One stabs the other which with an ancient suicide ritual dagger. One stabs the other with a ritual suicide. With an ancient, an ancient suicide ancient. ritual dagger. Suicide ritual. Oh, God. Um, let me see. And so I can I can get taglines. Yes. Okay. You want the tagline for that one? Basic switch, killer new look. Oh shit! Is it is it switch? No, no, no. This one is from 2020. It is freaky with Vince Vaughn. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that does sound freaky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You are zero for 22. (laughs) Okay, this next one. The two are given fortune cookies and then swap bodies. Freaky Friday. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For that one, the tagline is, they've always been in each other's faces. Today, they're in each other's bodies. That's the 2003 Freaky yeah, Friday. I was, Sorry, my finger slipped. I hit the wrong one first. I was, for a moment, I was like, no, because I remember, and I'm like, and I'm pretty sure I, it, it is definitely at least the remake, if not both, but because I remember the Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Lindsay Lohan, uh, Freaky Friday, yes. which, is, which yes. is good. It's very 2003. It is. It yes, absolutely. It is very 2003. Okay, brain transference serum in a Tabasco bottle, like father, like son. 
That's right. <laughs> uh, Chris and his dad have accidentally changed bodies, but no big deal. Chris gets the Jag and the gold card. Dad gets the fake ID and the bio final. That's the tagline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The two of them piss into a magical fountain. Oh, that's the the change up. Is that yeah, with uh, is it Ryan, the change Ryan up, Reynolds, two thousand eleven. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, Jason Bateman, with the tagline "Who says men can't change?" Right. Okay. They wish upon a full moon. They wish upon a full moon. And I'll give you the year for this one. It's 1996. Can I have the tagline, please? Opposites attract, but is the grass always greener on the other side? And this is 1996? 1996. I will give you one more hint. Okay. This is an Australian film, uh, I believe. Oh, Okay. All right. I still don't I I I I I don't know. It's called Dating the Enemy. Oh my god. Okay. It's a wow. thing. No, okay. no. Okay. Um I'm I'm ashamed. Yeah. An ancient skull stolen from Buddhist monastery. Vice versa. Of course. <laughs> Just when he was ready for midlife crisis, something unexpected came up. Puberty. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's a big thing in this is like the nervous breakdowns and all that and vice versa. I like just yeah. finished watching it about oh, yeah. an hour and a half ago. <laughs> or re-watching oh, yeah. <laughs> it. I've, of course, seen it before. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. They each put on an enchanted earring. They each put on an enchanted earring. Earring. Yes. Is it the original Freaky Friday? Uh, yeah. The hot chick from 2002. And uh, I'm glad you didn't ask for the tagline because it would have given it away. The hottest chick in town just switched bodies with the luckiest loser in the world. <laughs> I forgot I could ask for the tagline for a moment. Yeah. Oh my God! Okay, okay. Right. this next this next one uh, is um, a birthday wish. Oh, eighteen again. That's right. Which the tagline is: "Be careful what you wish for; it just might come true." I do like eighteen. All again. Right, so it's fun. Yeah. I remember watching that as a kid a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Uh, an amulet called the Heart of Dambala. Oh. An amulet called the Heart of Dambala? Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, jeez. The tagline, please. The tagline is, deliver us some evil. Deliver us some evil. I do not. Oh, can I get the year? 2004. I got nothing. I got nothing. Seed of Chucky. 
Ah, man. <laughs> this is the first time I ever regretted not deciding to watch that. I, I stopped at Bride of Chucky. <laughs> uh Collision with an elderly couple doing a meditation exercise. Ah, uh, dream a little dream of me. I mean, that's not technically all that happens, well, but you know. And the tagline for that one is with dreams like these, who needs reality? Yeah. Okay. So this one is experimental surgery. Face off. Yeah, okay. I decided to include it because yeah. it is a body swap yeah. movie. No, yeah. Um, uh, more... And the tagline is, if you if you can't believe your eyes... Tr- no, sorry, that's a different one. <laughs> In order to catch him, he must become him. Oh, yeah, shit. Uh, face off. What were you going to say? Um, oh, no, I said it's actually it's much more a, a, like literal body swap movie than... Yeah other sure there's no magic to it other than the fact that the surgery doesn't exist right um so so i started to say the tagline for the next one so i'll give you a freebie tagline for this one um the the mechanism is a kiss from an old man and the tagline is if you can't believe your eyes trust your heart prelude to a kiss Way to go! Very nice. That's like a cla- that's a, was, a a classier one. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it was a play. It was like a pretty popular play. Yeah, I I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that you got it. I'm not like super yeah. surprised because you are you. Okay, Dan, I uh, I'm gonna love it if you get this one. A magical janitor played by Brian Doyle Murray. A magical janitor played by Brian Doyle Murray. You heard me. I really think I would. I really think I would believe this. Uh, can I get a tag? Or sorry, can I get a tagline, please? Who says you're only young once? Which is the <laughs> good work for all of these, almost. Can I get a year? Two thousand nine. Oh shit! Oh, I I'm picturing the poster. Um, is it with what does the poster look is like? Is it like Zac Efron? Is Zac Efron in uh-huh. it? Oh, um, uh, oh, seventeen again, seventeen again. Yeah. Oh my That's god. Right. Um, seventeen again is fun. I've never seen it. I had to picture. I was like, I'm like the the tagline sounds familiar. I'm picturing the yeah. poster. So seventeen again is I'm maybe like is, wait is Matthew Perry the the, the older version? Yeah, I think I have seen. So it. it's where a guy who's like in his thirties becomes seventeen again. Like he, it's like big, right? But in in reverse, little, yeah, yeah, reverse big. Okay, this one's a little tricky. Oh man, I'm exhausted after that one. And. I uh, I haven't seen this, so I apologize if this movie uh, is found to be offensive to some. But the mechanism is hoodoo. Hoodoo. Yeah. <laughs> can I get a tagline, please? It can open any door. A year. 2005 it can open any door
2005. Wait, what what are my what yep. what's like a lifeline option? What can I do for that? Uh can I just like Google the tagline. I can tell you that or what? Like what do I do? I can I can tell you that it's a horror movie. This one is a tough one. I can tell that you haven't seen it. Uh it's a it's a horror movie. It uh it stars Kate Hudson. Oh. Oh, the skeleton key. Yes. Is Ellen Burstyn the older woman in that? I believe so. I believe so. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, Have you seen that one? Uh, if I did, I but now don't, that I no I, now that you know the name of it, the the tagline makes sense. Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. I was thinking I was like something with key, of course, because that is what makes yeah. sense. Okay. So this is going to be for two movies. One movie and then its sequel. And the uh, the taglines would give it away too much so I can give you the, the years as a lifeline. But the mechanism is the Cursed Borgia Ring. The Cursed Borgia Ring, and it has a sequel. Yes, B-O-R-G-I-A. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. And you said I could get years for that? Yes. The years are 1959 and 1976. And that's to a sequel, right? Not a remake? A sequel. A sequel. You said 1950... Six. 1959 and, like, and 1976. 1959, 1976. And that you said the tagline would give it away. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Just let me, let me take a moment, see if it'll come to me. I'm, I'm working, working through. I'm like, what's, I'm like, what came out in the 70s in 1976 that was a sequel to something from 1959 yeah good lord he's going to the back wall for some of these wow um watch it's going to be like something i don't know i've heard of um but 19 so 19s all right i know we don't have all day here's the thing dan You have heard of these movies. I don't know if you've seen them, but you've definitely heard is of it, them. Is it like, well, not inv- Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Did you put, like, is that? No. No. It's the Shaggy Dog and the Shaggy DA. Oh. And the taglines are, it's doggone funny and it's laughter by the pound. You'll roll over, sit up, and beg for more. Wow. Jeez, I wasn't even okay, thinking the ne- in that direction. The next one, a pot containing one soul enters the other body. Wait, a what? Oh, uh, it's all of me. <laughs> yeah. And that's the tagline is the comedy that proves that one's a crowd. Uh, in this one, a novelty carnival attraction is the mechanism. Big. Zoltar. With the tagline, which we've already heard before, you're only young young once, which I think I think we've heard that one before. We have. Okay. 
In this one, both of them are struck by lightning. Both of them are struck by lightning. Oh, this sounds familiar. Oh, Jesus. I'd be surprised if you've seen it. Okay, you'd be surprised if I've seen it. Can I get a tagline, please? His life just got put on pause. His life just got put on pause and a year. 2016. Oh, goodness. They both get struck by lightning, and you doubt that I've yep. seen it. I'm wondering why Correct. that is. Is it just like, who's heard of this? I'll be very surprised if you've seen okay. this. Okay. All right. I, I don't even... I, I um Oh, oh shit. Wait. Hold on a second. Can I... Do I get a lifeline? Like... <laughs> Do I get a... You can have one more clue. Okay. I, I will... The lead actor is Kevin Spacey. Okay, I knew there had to be a reason why. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, my God. Shit. I think I remember this. Um, is it? Is it a kid's movie? Yes. I think so. Does he switch bodies with a cat or something like that? Yes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I I, okay, I don't Dan. know what it's called. I don't know. Can I get credit for it's, it? I'll give you this. Okay, thank you. The title is Nine ah, Lives. Of course it is. And his life just got put on pause. Pause is P-A-W-S. Of Yes, yes, yeah. I know that that I was like, wait a second. I was like, there's something there's something to this. And yes, I I remember like coming across this during one of my like, I'm not going to actually choose anything to watch. I'm just going to scroll through everything yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> OK, Dan, in this one, there's oh, only God, a few there's left. more in this one. And this one, the person is bitten by a 300-year-old sacred dog. <laughs> bitten by a 300... Wow, we really did not do a, a deep dive on this genre, did we? Uh, can I get a... <laughs> let's see. Well, okay, we know it's dogs and not cats, so... And nothing... Can we get a tagline, please? Raise the woof. <laughs> and wait, I'm sorry. What was uh, so? Raise the wolf gets bitten by uh, a 300 year old sacred dog. Can I get a year? 2006. Is it the Tim Allen remake of the Shaggy Dog? Oh, well done, right. Dan. Well done. Oh, yes. <laughs> It's a good and okay. so, so and now I'm not so pissed about the other one from before cuz All right. Okay, in this one their high school administration files get mixed up. <laughs> their high school administration files get mixed up? Yes. Tagline and tagline please. Uh a hair-raising comedy. A hair I understand if you don't 
count this Wait, one. how is hair spelled in... <laughs> uh, are you sure you want to know? Yes. Okay, it's spelled in the traditional H-A-I-R Okay, way. so not H-A-R-E. Okay, so nothing with rabbits. No. Not that I would... Not that I would be like, oh, the not one with the rabbits. Know. Okay. Um, yeah, right. Hop to it. I don't know. Um, okay, so their high school... Their, so their high school administration files get switched. What's the year, please? 1992 Was this <laughs> Was this movie like in theaters? <laughs> uh I believe so. Okay. Um I will I'll give you one more okay, hint. I'll take another hint. I uh, one of the co-stars was in Another body swap movie that we talked about earlier. Oh, that narrows it down. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, what was the mechanism again? Sorry, my brain is spinning. Their high school right. administration files get, get mixed get up. Mixed up. Are they still in high school when this happens? Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. So then it would have had to have been a teenager with the Corys. I'm guessing there's at least one Corey involved. Is there at least, wait, in 1992, would they still have been playing high school students? Uh, Is there a Corey involved? There's not a Corey involved. There's no Corey involved. Okay. So it would have been some who would have been starring in, (laughs) I know, I'm taking way too much time. I'm so sorry. I. I give up. This is a movie that I unabashedly really love called Class Act. Oh, okay. All right. With Kid in Play and Polly Shore. Okay. Wait, Polly Shore is in a Class Act? I don't remember that. Okay. He's in Class Act. Wow. That's right. All right. Okay, we have two more. Yeah, that's more of kind of like they don't swap bodies, but they do kind of pretend to be each other a little bit. Yeah, they have to swap lives. I I understand why it's included. I am not fighting its inclusion. It's... But... Okay, okay. Uh, In this one, there is wishing dust involved after a birthday. Wishing dust... uh, Tagline, please. A comedy for the kid in all of us. Year, please. Uh, 2004. A comedy for the kid in... Is it the kid? It's 13 going on 30. Oh, shit. That's uh, a good one. Is the kid a... Is the kid a... Uh, a body swappy movie? I don't think so. I think it's like it was in like Bruce Willis, and then like he meets yeah, like Joseph Gordon Levitt, the kid version of himself. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, a loop. Not the Looper. Not, jo- not Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, I thought that it was Joseph Gordon Levitt. That's in Looper. Uh, that uh, is no, 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 no. But I thought that in the kid, I thought that that was Joseph Gordon Levitt in the kid. No, no. It's was. Uh, I think it's like. Abigail Breslin's brother. I keep wanting to say Jimmy Breslin. Spencer, Spencer Breslin? Breslin. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the kid from 2000. 2000. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. It is Spencer Breslin. Why did I think that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in that? 
Anyway, uh, all right, Dan, we have one more. I, I lost count of where you are. I don't. At this point, it's like, I don't know, 50-50. This one you are going to get, and this one is not one that we've men- mentioned before, and I feel like it's kind of an outlier in the theme, but one enters a portal into the mind of the other. Being John Malkovich. That is correct, Dan. With a tagline, ever wanted to be somebody else? Sorry, ever wanted to be someone else? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is funny because earlier I was thinking about like, you know, I, you know, I've been thinking, especially with Dream a Little Dream, I was like, I wonder what a Charlie Kaufman body swap movie would be like, but I guess he's done. We know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's It's interesting because it technically it's like John Malkovich has to be John Cusack playing like inside the body of John Malkovich. You know, it's like they're the those mechanisms are there. Yeah, um, it definitely an outlier yeah. uh in the genre. But oh, for sure. But definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is I'd say it's just as worthy of being included as Big or 13 going on 30. Yes, I I totally there's some type of I don't know, non-demonic possession going on. I guess really that's what a yeah. lot of these are really rather than body swap movies are non-demonic yeah. possession. <laughs> yeah. Uh right. so Dan yes. This is Ruined Childhoods, a show where we talk about reboots and remakes and stuff like that. I uh, I know that this is an atypical episode as we're talking about a genre and kind of era of movies, but what do you see happening? So this is a genre that actually in my spare time when I occasionally just do little creative writing projects that I never really finish and I just kind of chip away at them for years, in there is... I guess kind of a script or treatment for a uh, a body swap movie that involves a um, teacher and student. And that's it, it okay. inspired. I remember I started it because I was having uh, a couple of years ago, a uh, student that I had in my, my class that I was teaching uh, being like, especially difficult. And I was like, and I was like, this kid needs a body swap. Like this kid needs to experience things oh. on the other side. <laughs> um, so, and I'd been, I'd been thinking, I, I just thinking of different ideas and I don't know if this is necessarily something I am going to write, but I thought that if you take that, that dynamic, um, and I think I read about some like lesser known body swap movie that, that kind of did this dynamic. Um, I thought it would be interesting if you, if you added um, like a, um, racial or ethnic aspect to it where, mm. um, you know, it's not just like, oh, oh, well now I see how hard it is to be a kid or now I, now I see how hard it is right. to be an adult. Um, and you know, kind of throw in the, and the, the, by the way, the, the mode in which they, they swapped is so that the teacher, he's under a lot of, a lot of stress. He and his wife are expecting their, their, or no, they they've got a baby. They've had their they've had their okay. first child because there is definitely an awkward sex scene, and and there is a, by the way a true body swap here, um, in okay. this. So, but uh, like, so the the teacher as he's leaving the school building, like late one day, he passes by. We do. We also we get we get an idea from from the kid, like you know he's got a lot of pressure. Um, his dad sing, is a single parent and, you know, is trying, you know, really hard to get him into like, get him set up. 
for success. Um, and the kid buys buys some weed and he's like he's trying to trying to get some weed and the only thing that his his hookup has for him is this like joint he's got this pre-rolled joint and he's like look the only thing i can tell you about this is that you're not like don't share this with anyone smoke it by yourself you could take you, you know, you want to take a hit now, put it away, take a hit next year. Fine. It'll still be potent, but don't share it. So he's smoking. Okay. So he's smoking the joint and, you know, he, he gets, you know, whatever halfway and the teacher catches him and the teacher's like, gotcha. mm-mm, mm-mm. this is cause they're like, whatever on the boundaries of school property, whatever takes the joint. And then that he's like, he's got all this stuff. His, he, he's He's angling for a job or he's angling for a promotion. He's he wants to be like a department head or something. And uh, he's he's got a rival um, and all that. And like he's got to get his students scores up and whatnot. You know, all the all the things, the stakes. So, um, you know, that night after he's like, you know, the baby is like he has trouble getting the baby to sleep, all that. And he's like, oh, because he's like, I'm going to turn in this like bit of a joint. He like puts it in a Ziploc bag with some pretzels and okay. or, or carrots or whatever, whatever one uh, teacher might have in a Ziploc bag um, that's not weed. Uh, and then <laughs> he so he's like, I'm going to turn this in, you know, tomorrow because no one's here at the building anymore. It's late. And he um, he's like, fuck it. And he smokes it. Right. So unbeknownst to him, you're supposed to not. That's the mechanism. So they each wake up the next morning in each other. It happens as they are simultaneously asleep. Their souls drift outward and swap bodies. Okay. I also. And everybody learns lessons. I would also like to add, I think Dream a Little Dream would make a great musical. Yeah, I think so. So I, I really, I don't see, like, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily see a remake of any of these specific movies because, I mean, I guess for Freaky Friday it worked, but I'm like, there's no right. need to do a remake, just kind of update the genre and do, look at what how they did it in the yeah. 80s, you know? <laughs> sure. I mean, they're constantly making more of these and- you know, the ones that we've talked about are just ones that were in the theater. There's so many, you know, straight to video or VOD. There's a lot of like Hallmark Channel, like Christmas swap, oh. you know, movies and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, they're everywhere. They're being made constantly. It is. It's yeah, a tried and true no genre. That is true. So that's why you have to figure out a, a way to do a different spin so on So what's it. your spin? My spin is a tech industry developer gets fired in a very humiliating way, but before they get kicked out, they change one piece of the hidden code in a new model of prestige wireless earbuds being released in select European markets and after a huge release to some of Europe's most influential figures, actors, athletes, fashion designers, and artists, the developer taps into all of the active earbuds to finish their plan, which would be playing the audio exposing their old CEO of shady business practices. 
But instead, there's an error that causes the souls of everyone using the earbuds to transfer into another person using the earbuds. So we have like, you know, a hundred souls being swapped around like crazy. So the developer decides to take advantage of the situation and hold the souls ransom, but they're not prepared for the bodies with the swapped souls to work together to take the developer down. And Dan, do you know what I'm calling this movie? No, tell me. Malice at the Riviera. Do you know why I'm calling it this? <laughs> Sounds like an Agatha Christie's. Look, I can't take you to school, but I'll do anything else you want this week. Deal? Could we see Malice at the Riviera? Is that an Agatha Christie movie? It's a heavy-duty rock band. Get us both a ticket. No way. You have tests. Music is my life, Dad. I... Uh... Loved that joke so much and vice versa. And that's what sparked the entire idea is to actually have a movie called Malice at the Riviera. And then I was like, all right, so it's something set at the Riviera, like French Riviera, Italian Riviera, whatever. And there's malice, which means like the intent to do evil. Yeah. So it's like, what is, you know. So, uh, Malice of the Riviera. So would all of these, would all of these like, like wealthy and powerful people who are sampling these, uh, headphones, would they all be in the same place? Would it be like at a promotional weekend? Yeah, exactly. Like they're all kind of contained. It's, you know, it's not like people all over the place. That's why I made it to be very specific regionally, like for some sort of event, um, so, yeah. so it could be at a at a hotel. You know, it would be real. Oh, it would be crazy if uh, you set it in the eighties and have it be like you know, compact discs and I don't know. <laughs> the yeah. Well, the thing is about the um, I don't know. I like the idea of the like the, the earbuds. Yeah. The earbuds because you know there's you know computer chips in earbuds right. now, whereas like old headphones don't have that and like. You know, we don't know what's going on in there. That's true. Hey, <laughs> yeah. We don't yeah. know. There could be a, a plot to to body swap an entire... That, would that be like, it's kind of like some type of weird type of terrorism where it's just like you launch a cyber attack well, and it swaps bodies? here's the thing. Bodies. I was... I was first thinking about just like cell phones and stuff like that, but then I was like, no, Kingsman did something with cell phones. I... Uh, movie the kingsman the secret service mm -hmm. where like there's like free cell phone service and everybody who does it then gets like i don't know brought into this evil conspiracy. oh right 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 yeah yeah and heads explode and stuff got like that. it yeah so, uh yeah so earbuds okay wow crazy yeah. i like the mass body swap that is something that is something new but dan as as I know, malice yeah. at the malice Riviera, at the Riviera, great <laughs> <laughs> great title in the spirit of Agatha and a Christie. great joke and vice versa. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Lo it is a great joke and vice versa. Vice versa is, <laughs> I, it's really solid. And I'm sorry that Judge Reinhold does not hold a fonder place in his heart for it. But what, what can we do? Judge Reinhold, I really hope that you're listening to this and that you hear my true appreciation for this movie i love it so much i watched it all the time growing up 
Um, I really enjoyed watching it recently to to prepare for this episode. I believe that it's fun. I believe that was a and oh by the way I thought of a like in in the different ways that we watched movies as kids it occurred to me that there's a whole subgenre of it like the you know saw it saw it in the theater um saw it at home uh the new subgenre is rented it and watched it about 3 times in the conference room at dad's office on a saturday <laughs> when he had to take yeah. us to work <laughs> For me, that was Who Framed Roger Rabbit was a big one that I remember. I just remember rewinding it and watching it over again many times. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was in the Spaceballs was was one I remember Uh remember doing. I'm pretty sure vice versa. Caddyshack 2 actually may have also been. Really? Yeah, I was I I was thinking about it as I was reflecting upon Caddyshack. Yeah, uh, you're you're watching it, and you could just envision the like vertical blinds of the conference. room. The vertical blinds of the con- conference room. <laughs> the like TV on the cart TV with on the, the VCR. Cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I think this is a lot of fun, Dan. I'm really glad that we had the opportunity and the time to prepare for this one because you were away. We, you know, had a little bit of extra time to. Uh, I don't know. Do we some def- digging into definitely this had, yeah, we definitely had some movies to watch, and clearly we did not come close to watching them all. No, no, but no, these, no. There's so but many. These I are mean, the body swap movies of the mid to late '80s. Yeah, uh, Freaky just uh, started on. Is it HBO? I think it's on now. Um, so that came on. We watched that, and um, I wanted to watch the change up because. I like Jason Bateman. I like Ryan I remember, Reynolds. I hadn't I, seen that one. I remember seeing that it, yeah. one also with Leslie Mann, who is also in Seventeen again. Right. Yeah. Yes, I think so I have. She's, I think I have seen. I've yeah. definitely seen Thirteen going on Thirty. Jennifer Garner. Uh, you who know, what? I, I haven't seen that. You one. know, I I like Jennifer Jennifer Garner. I'm a fan. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is in that one. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. and there's. Uh, there's some great, I, I would be surprised if that one doesn't become a musical actually. Yeah. Uh, I watched both freaky Fridays. You know, I've never seen the original. Yeah. It's, it's zany, you know, it's got that, uh, like sixties Disney 70s. thing going 70s. on seventies Disney. Yeah. Sorry. Seventies Disney thing going yeah. on. Um, definitely. Yeah. For real. All right. And it's um, funny to watch that and it's like, oh, it's Jodie Foster. And this is right around the same time as Taxi Driver. It's so. a couple of years after. Well, it's it, it's it. Well, yeah, yeah. no, I know. I, I, I was thinking about that recently, too, because she did like a couple of other Disney movies. And it's like yeah. Disney's newest star last seen playing a prostitute in Taxi Driver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, if anybody wants to um, check out our social media, everything's on our link tree. Uh, it's linktr.ee slash childhoods. And uh, yeah, email us your thoughts about some of these, ruinedchildhoodspod at gmail.com. Tell us what we're doing next, Dan. Next, we're going back to the to the early 80s, 1983. Uh, Brian De Palma's controversial Miami gangland classic, Scarface, we will be joined by Miami area comic 
Cesar Gracia, who's I think our first uh, two or no, uh, Scott was our first two time guest, our brother. Uh, yeah, uh, Cesar Cesar was on our um, Zorro Zorro episode, right? So and yeah. um, I I look forward to having him. I've definitely I've talked to him off the record about Scarface before, and uh, yeah, a, a true Miami, you know, from, of Cuban, Cuban ancestry. Yeah, no, his family definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, came over from Cuba, and I mean, he'll he'll. I'm excited to to have him and hear his perspective on uh, on the yeah. uh, Brian De Palma Scarface. I mean, I guess we're we'll also be talking about the original Scarface, won't we? Yes, which I I've I've recently watched uh, the remake Scarface. I need to watch the original real soon. I have never seen um, the original, so I'm excited. Same here. About taking yeah. that opportunity, so I. Yeah. Um, well, Dan, as you are uh, headed into the desert to try to find the brain transference serum uh, uh, antidote, I wish you a good journey. Good journey. I'd like to be you for a day. 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 I'd like to be you for a day I'd like to climb into the dreams you hide To know the grown-up and the child inside Whatever makes you smile I'd like to see it go ahead and free Start revealing all the things you're feeling. What's on your mind when you hear a tune or ride a toy balloon? Just let me look, let me to be you for a day I'd like to be you for a day there's so much more i need to understand it's not enough to simply hold your hand and hear the words you say i want to touch you i want to reach you in every single way i'd like to be you for a day to put you back on the track 
strange. 